This is America on Par, a powerful punch of political punditry in a pithy podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Parr. Thanks for listening in. Hey, if you like this series, make sure you tell your friends about it. Share this around on the interwebs there on Facebook and on Twitter. Let them know and let us get this message out far and wide. Well, Boehner is out. Paul Ryan is in. This is a speaker of the House of Representatives. Boehner wasn't forced out because of any specific wrongdoing. There aren't allegations of a mistress or bribes or kickbacks. He was just kicked out. We are witnessing history. Never before in the history of America has the Speaker of the House of Representatives been forced to step down midterm without a scandal. It's never happened before. Now, Jim Wright was a Democrat. He served as Speaker from 1987 to 1989. That was after Tip O'Neill and before Tom Foley. Jim Wright was forced out midterm because of a scandal. It appears he helped an in-law who was actually an outlaw by getting his attempted murder sentence reduced to 27 months in jail. Others have died while in office as Speaker, but never in the history of the United States has a Speaker been forced out midterm by a motion to vacate the chair especially without a scandal. And that's what's happened here with Boehner. It was the motion to vacate a chair. We're going to come back to that in a minute. Actually, that motion to vacate a chair has only been tried once before. In 1910, it was unsuccessful in removing Joseph Gurney Cannon. Now, here's what's interesting about that coincidence. Cannon is considered to have been the most powerful speaker ever. He was a Republican, served as Speaker during Teddy Roosevelt and William Howard Taft's presidencies. Now, they were progressive Republicans, and Cannon was not, so he he often was obstructing what Roosevelt and Taft were trying to do. Cannon had so much power, he essentially ruled the House like a dictator. He personally decided what bills would make the floor and under what rules. He not only appointed all the committee chairs— but also all of the committee members. His allies got power. His opponents were punished. Does any of this sound familiar to you? So so the story breaks down on St. Patrick's Day, 1910. While many of Cannon's Irish colleagues were in bars drinking St. Patrick's Day, 42 Republicans tried to revolt. Nebraska Representative George Norris introduced a motion to remove Cannon from the Rules Committee. Now, the Rules Committee is where, if you're the head of the Rules Committee, especially in Cannon's day, that was where you got to set all of the rules for the House. What we're doing today, what the calendar's like, what's coming. to That that was the seat of power, and the speakership controlled the Rules Committee. And Norris was trying to say, I'll tell you what, we're going to take you off of that Rules Committee so that you can't keep keep doing this, can't keep ruling with an iron fist. And they did it when Cannon's allies— We're sitting there in bars drinking and and singing songs. All right, so there was a a back and forth point of order debate. Basically, Cannon and whoever was left on Cannon's side in the House that day were trying to go, well, wait, we got to do this procedure this way. Oh, wait, we got to do it this way. Wait, I've got a motion here. Let's talk about this. They were stalling for time. They were trying to go to the bars and get the rest of Cannon's allies back into the House. 
and they couldn't find them all. <laughs> I mean, it was St. Patrick's Day after all. So he realized, Cannon realized he didn't have enough votes to keep his seat as the head of the Rules Committee and thus keep most of his power. So Cannon, in a last-ditch effort, is like a defensive move here, he introduced the motion to vacate the chair. He basically went all in. He said, oh, yeah, you want to pull me from the Rules Committee? Fine. Take away the speakership. Let's do it. Let's do it now. Well, the 42 Republicans realized that if they voted against Cannon to remove him as speaker, the Democrats probably had enough votes to name the next speaker. So not only would Cannon lose power, but all Republicans would lose power. So Cannon goes all in with this motion to vacate the chair, his own chair, and he wins. He maintained his speakership for the rest of his term. But he had lost a lot of his, his power there because the, the cracks in the armor first appeared. And by the next election cycle, Democrats took over the House, and thus Democrats took over the speakership. And the imperial speakership, the czar of the House, came to an end. So why did Boehner lose his speakership? Because a group of about 40 members of his own party were tired of his iron rule. They didn't like getting punished when they disagreed with party leadership. It's just like what happened to Cannon 105 years ago. Here's the real takeaway. Those 40 Republicans that revolted against Boehner felt more beholden to their constituents back home than they did to party leadership in Washington, D.C. Why did they feel that way? Because that's how they got to Washington in the first place. Most of them are Tea Partiers who ousted establishment Republicans in the primary because the folks were tired. They understand the folks back home are angry and that Washington needs to change. It's possible that party leadership is starting to get that message too. I think that's why we now have Speaker Ryan rather than Speaker McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy was the majority leader. He was next in line behind Boehner. Well, he's still next in line now behind Paul. Here's the great news for all of this. If we, the people, get involved, if we make sure our voices are being heard by being active in the process, by voting, by protesting, by writing emails, by making phone calls, more and more of those individuals in power will start to learn that we, the people, are the true source of power in this country. If we are determined to speak, they, will be forced to listen.